Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of testosterone, found under the gynecology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A 31-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for the evaluation of infertility. He and his wife have been trying to become pregnant for over a year. His wife was extensively evaluated, which showed no reason on her end for their inability to conceive. Upon further questioning, the patient reports decreased spontaneous erections, breast discomfort, and a reduced need to shave. On physical exam, the patient has a eunuchoid body habitus, gynecomastia, and small testes. On laboratory testing, there is an elevated follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone with a low testosterone level. The patient is prescribed testosterone replacement therapy after testing his hematocrit and prostate-specific antigen level. This is a case of Klinefelter syndrome. Let's continue with an introduction to testosterone. In terms of its mechanism of action, remember that testosterone has three modes of action which are based on its structure or its derivatives. It can act directly on androgen receptors as testosterone, or it can act as dihydrotestosterone or DHT after it is converted by 5-alpha reductase. Remember that DHT has a higher avidity for androgen receptors than testosterone and that it leads to the development of external genitalia such as the hair and prostate. Or, testosterone may function as estrogen after being converted by aromatase, which then acts on estrogen receptors. In terms of its clinical use, remember that testosterone should only be administered in a man who is hypogonadal. Primary hypogonadism can be congenital, such as in the case of Klinefelter syndrome, or it can be acquired, such as in the case of orchitis caused by mumps and radiation. Secondary hypogonadism can also be congenital, such as in the case of congenital GNRH deficiency, or it can be acquired, such as in the case of hyperprolactinemia. In this instance, there will be low testosterone, low GNRH, and low FSH to LH ratio. Remember that the initial diagnostic test should also include TSH and prolactin levels, and then further testing may include brain imaging and karyotyping. Now let's discuss anabolic steroid abuse. Remember that anabolic steroids are structural analogs of testosterone and have anabolic and androgenic effects. Their anabolic effects include increased protein synthesis, increased muscle mass, and increased RBC production, which can lead to an elevated hematocrit. Their androgenic effects include increased libido, acne, male pattern hair loss, gynecomastia, dyslipidemia, irritability, and aggressive behavior. Remember that chronic use leads to suppression of the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal access, which can cause hypogonadotropic hypogonadism, and treatment involves cessation of the anabolic steroid. However, this may take several months for the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal access to recover. And finally, adverse effects of testosterone may include masculinization in females, prostate disorders such as benign prostatic hyperplasia, worsening of sleep apnea, erythrocytosis, testicular atrophy in males, premature closure of epiphyseal plates in adolescents, worsening of lipid profiles such as an increase in LDL and decrease in HDL, and a hepatic adenoma, which is a benign mass that can rupture. For example, this may cause sudden hypotension in a weightlifter who is presumably abusing steroids. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to testosterone, Let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, 
Consider the following clinical scenario. A 22-year-old man presents to the clinic with a complaint of enlarged breasts. Over the past few months, he has noticed that both of his breasts appear larger than before. This is associated with mild tenderness and nipple sensitivity, especially when wearing a shirt. His roommate adds that the patient has been increasingly irritable lately. The patient has no prior medical history and states that he takes no medications. He drinks five to six alcoholic beverages on weekends. He is a collegiate swimmer. The patient's temperature is 97.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.6 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 142 over 78. Pulse is 86 beats per minute and respirations are 16 breaths per minute. Physical exam reveals a muscular man with facial acne and thinning hair at the crown of his head. A concentric ridge of rubbery tissue is palpated under both areolas. Testicular size is normal. Laboratory results demonstrate a hematocrit of 60%, a prolactin of 18 nanograms per milliliter, with a normal range being less than 20 nanograms per milliliter. Luteinizing hormone is undetectable, and beta-HCG is undetectable. What is the most likely explanation for this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Exogenous administration of sex hormone analogs. Choice 2. Hormone-secreting germ cell testicular tumor. Choice 3. Hyperactivity of gonadotrophs in the anterior pituitary. Choice 4. Hyperactivity of lactotrophs in the anterior pituitary. Or choice 5. Normal physiologic changes. The best answer to this question is choice 1. Exogenous administration of sex hormone analogs. This collegiate athlete with gynecomastia, irritability, acne, male pattern hair loss, and elevated hematocrit is presenting with signs of androgen excess. The most likely etiology is exogenous administration of anabolic steroids, which are analogs of the sex hormone testosterone. Anabolic steroids bind to cytoplasmic steroid receptors, which then translocate to the nucleus to alter protein expression, leading to anabolic and androgenic effects. Anabolic effects include increased protein synthesis, stimulation of muscle cell growth, bone remodeling, and increased red blood cell production, which manifests as a high hematocrit. Androgenic effects include increased libido, acne, male pattern hair loss, gynecomastia, dyslipidemia, and behavioral changes such as irritability or aggressiveness. The increased level of circulating androgens induces feedback inhibition of GnRH-secreting cells of the hypothalamus and gonadotrophs of the anterior pituitary, resulting in suppressed LH levels. Chronic use causes prolonged suppression of gonadotropin release leading to central hypogonadism, which can manifest as reduced testicular volume. Treatment involves cessation of the offending agent. In cases of chronic suppression of the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis, the return of function may not occur for several months, during which signs of androgen deficiency, such as decreased sexual libido, may occur. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Hormone-secreting germ cell testicular tumor describes choriocarcinoma, which is a rare but aggressive testicular tumor that secretes beta-HCG. Beta-HCG is a structural analog of LH that activates the LH receptor on Leydig cells, causing increased circulating testosterone, which is aromatized into estrogens. This causes gynecomastia. However, choriocarcinoma would present as a testicular mass in addition to elevated levels of beta-HCG. Choice 3. 
Hyperactivity of gonadotrophs in the anterior pituitary describes a functional gonadotroph adenoma. Although rare, LH secretion by these tumors can lead to increased circulating sex hormones and gynecomastia. However, this process is LH-dependent and thus LH levels would be elevated. Choice 4. Hyperactivity of lactotrophs in the anterior pituitary describes a prolactin-secreting tumor, known as a prolactinoma, which causes hypogonadotropic hypogonadism. This typically presents with headache, visual changes, loss of libido, impotence, erectile dysfunction, or gynecomastia. However, prolactin levels would be elevated and are usually greater than 200 nanograms per milliliter. Choice 5. Normal physiologic changes describes physiologic gynecomastia, which presents in pubertal boys around the age of 12 to 14 years. The vast majority of cases spontaneously regress within one year. Other causes should be sought if gynecomastia persists for more than one year or after the age of 17 years. This is an unlikely cause of gynecomastia in this postpubertal patient. Finally, a bullet summary. Abuse of anabolic steroids should be suspected in athletes presenting with increased muscle mass and signs of androgen excess, including acne, male pattern hair loss, gynecomastia, dyslipidemia, or irritability or aggression. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 31-year-old married man presents to clinic for evaluation of a three-year history of infertility. He is otherwise healthy and has no complaints currently. He exercises twice a day, often with heavy weightlifting, and eats a high-protein diet. He reports occasional alcohol use and a remote marijuana use. His temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 148 over 90. Pulse is 84 beats per minute, and respirations are 15 breaths per minute. He is sexually active with his wife and has no history of sexually transmitted infections. Physical exam reveals small testes and a receding hairline. He also has palpable tissue underneath his nipples bilaterally. His muscle tone is normal in his upper and lower extremities bilaterally. His laboratory values demonstrate a creatinine of 1.3, glucose of 110, total bilirubin of 0.8, AST of 410, ALT of 275, hemoglobin of 12, leukocyte count of 5,300 per millimeter cubed, and platelet count of 250,000 per millimeter cubed. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's infertility? And the answer choices are, choice one, anabolic steroid use. Choice two, cryptorchidism. Choice three, excess growth hormone use. Choice four, Klinefelter syndrome. Or choice five, myotonic dystrophy. The best answer to this question is, choice one, anabolic steroid use. This patient with infertility is presenting with decreased testicular size, receding hairline, gynecomastia as evidenced by the palpable breast tissue, and hepatotoxicity as evidenced by the elevated AST of 410 and elevated ALT of 275. This is most likely due to exogenous testosterone from anabolic or androgenic steroid use. Young people, especially athletes and heavy weightlifters, looking to improve their physical performance may rely on the use of anabolic steroids such as testosterone, boldenone, and stenozolol. However, these steroids adversely impair endogenous testicular function, causing infertility secondary to decreased testicular size and sperm count. Furthermore, 
hepatic dysfunction and cardiac dysfunction can occur at high doses. Excess testosterone is converted to estradiol, leading to breast enlargement and signs of gynecomastia. Aggression and mood disturbances may also occur in patients with excessive anabolic steroid use. Finally, skin findings of anabolic steroid use include accelerated male pattern baldness and acne. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Cryptorchidism is the failure of testicular descent into the scrotum and typically manifests in infancy. While uncorrected cryptorchidism can be a cause of infertility, this is an unlikely diagnosis in an adult male with palpable testes. Furthermore, cryptorchidism would not explain this patient's receding hairline or gynecomastia. Choice 3. Excess growth hormone use should be suspected because growth hormone can be taken exogenously to improve athletic performance and can present with hypertension. However, this typically also presents with hyperglycemia and enlarged hands and feet. Choice 4. Kleinfelter syndrome is an inherited disorder that also presents with infertility, gynecomastia, and decreased testicular size. However, this disorder also causes mental impairment and would not explain the patient's elevated aminotransferases. Choice 5. Myotonic dystrophy is a multi-system disorder that can also present with testicular atrophy, reduced fertility, and hair loss. However, patients with myotonic dystrophy also have widespread muscular atrophy and weakness, as well as clinical features of myotonia, such as difficulty releasing a handshake. Finally, a bullet summary. Anabolic steroid use in males can cause reduced fertility by suppressing endogenous testosterone activity and presents with gynecomastia, testicular atrophy, accelerated male balding patterns, and hepatotoxicity. That's all for this review about testosterone. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.